the finale of the Reclaimers begins with Jackie's eyes open. We see Jackie on the stone slab that Dr. Phantasma used to transport her inside of her own mind. And immediately as she wakes up from fighting the snake inside of her own dreams, she knows that her friends need her. Rushing to one of the windows in the castle outside of time and space, she looks outside of it to see seven Johnny Eagles in a V formation flying backwards. Reality breaking all around this castle as pieces of the road and the sky float up and down respectively. The world swirls around her and around the castle as Dr. Phantasma jets through the air, blasting creatures of unknown origin with psychic energy. Fractal following shortly behind him, looking distressed and trying her best just to keep her mentor alive. Previously in The Reclaimers, Orion, Technijack, and Hatchling did their best to keep the city alive as it fell apart around them. While the Raven confronted her literal inner demons, the rest of the team fought off versions of the Gun Wizard and Brutalatops from different dimensions. The city continued to fall apart, with pieces floating into the sky as the team managed to barely hold themselves together, but eventually they saw that the sky finally cracked and through it came the snake. Will the Reclaimers be able to keep their city and the world safe? Find out in Reclaimers number 18, Finality. Gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Infinity City. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him, and occasionally they, them pronouns. And you can find me on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. I am your GM for this game, and I am joined as always by... Hello there, I am J.B. Hampton Van Sant, and I am playing Jackie Cuervo Dawes, a.k.a. The Raven. Me and Jackie use she-they pronouns. And you can find me on all social media at RedBlackGolden. Hi, my name's Jordan Wynn. I play Nico Transal, the hashling, who is the legacy playbook. Uh, you can heckle me on Twitter at ColorfishTweet. My name is Nika. Uh, my pronouns are they, he, and you can find me everywhere at Gomis Art, and in this podcast, I play Casey, a.k.a. Technocheck, whose pronouns are they, she. Hey, my name is Aram, and I play Orion the Newborn. You can find me and everything I do at aram.gay. So I want to open this one up where our last one left off with 
the three of the Reclaimers, Sam's the Raven. So Hatchling, Technojack, and Orion. Standing in what used to be downtown Infinity City, the world around you is crumbling and falling apart. Buildings and cars are floating into the sky, clipping through each other. The ground is above you and then below you and then all around you. And as the three of you look up into the sky, or what you can only assume was the sky, these sort of fragmented shards of reality have formed almost this mosaic, like a stained glass window sort of version of a giant snake in the sky. Its attention on what is left of Infinity City. And it opens its mouth, lets out a huge bellowing roar. What do the three of you want to do? I'd imagine that like as buildings are clipping and breaking apart and there's, you know, debris and stuff, that Orion is leaping from thing to thing. Building, debris, floating car, whatever he can do to get to the snake. We get a couple of panels of him jumping from like a car to like a piece of the sidewalk that's floating up. And then all of a sudden, just a Buick comes flying through the air out of nowhere yeah. and just slams into him and slams him against what's left of one of these skyscrapers in this city. Oh, he just kind of slides back down to where everyone is. That's not going well. Yeah, I can tell. And Orion looks bad. Like, Orion looks very hurt. He has been beat the shit. He's just like a walking bruise that's still going somehow. Technojack would like to, because we are heroes, try to look around and take a moment to think if there is any way for us to do anything else than punch the sky. As Technojack is looking around, the rules of reality seem to be writing and rewriting themselves almost as quickly as you can blink. Mm. And you can feel just a sense of almost literal electricity and energy flowing through the air around you. If you were able to sort of tap into that, you've got a feeling that this would give you a pretty significant power boost in order to do damage to the snake. Right now, Hatchling is just pretty shook with her mom pretty beat up in the background. And if she even looks at her own body, it's just covered in spikes and torn scales and rips everywhere. She's like only doing like 2% better than Orion because both of them have a pretty similar like invulnerability factor, but she can at least regenerate slightly. So she's just 2% less awful right now. And with that, she's just going to look over into this like huge mess, this like storm of reality bending and breaking, and is just going to like look over for anybody else to have a solution as she doesn't really know what to do for herself and she'll just like crawl over to Orion's like uh have any 
real plan besides jumping back in? Ryan had already gotten back up and was looking to jump back in. And he just stops mid-jump. He's like, uh, isn't that our usual plan? Good point. Let's jump. So just like alongside Orion, she's just like retransforming into like a more long lizard form and just going to just rush like this like long fireball just going down the street. She's going to use the immensity of her form to just soak the shrapnel and loose energy from the storms to make sure Orion would be safe going through while also just attempting to just bull rush whatever would be part of the storm here. Just if there was a force pulling her back, she's going to see if she can well, not be an unmovable object, just be another unstoppable force. I'm trying to throw a rope around a thing that may or not may or may not be there. Yeah, yeah I'm I, imagining yeah. this is like basically happening at the same time as Casey's brain is going like <laughs> like yeah. trying to analyze the situation. Yeah, I, I like the image of while Orion use uh, is attempting using the whip or the rope to like wrap around it and lasso. I think Nico's body will be a rope in a perpendicular direction then. So Orion again is like bouncing off things with 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 some help this time, right? So like instead of a bus hitting him, it turns into like, you know, a sidewalk that's falling. He's able to run on it because of the powers are interacting a bit to actually help. He's even probably realized that he's being helped. He's just so focused on getting to the snake. And I imagine that he does get the rope around it and he's just hanging there like it's a flyaway Macy's Day parade. Like try like just kind of dangling, swinging back and forth. Yeah, Orion, you managed to get the rope around this thing. I don't think you can even see what part of it the rope is attached to. And it is not being controlled at all. It is yeah. bucking and moving and throwing you about. And you can feel your fingers starting to loosen off mm -hmm. of your rope. This rope that you know is essentially part of you has been with you since, like, before you can remember. Granted, what you can remember is only a couple of months long, but you know that this thing is essentially part of you, and yeah. it is falling out of your hands. And I guess his next move would be to try and climb up further and get on his back. So the raven is used portal from the previous place that she was, which was directly in front of a window, and is instead going to be now near Techno Jack. And the way that Jackie looks is her face is more determined than it usually is. And her costume has changed a little bit this time around. The purple is, it's not so much that the purple is gone, it's just that when you are looking at it, you truly cannot tell if it is, like, purple and shining or black and completely devoid of color. And this time, while she's still wearing the full raven getup, she isn't wearing a mask this time. She's going to say, All right, so I've learned a few things, and I think I have an idea. Not sure if this is going to work, but it is going to need... All of us, though. I think we need to get uh, those two's attention. In that case, Technojack, like, points to Orion and Hatchling doing their thing. Orion's just swinging back and forth like a pendulum. 
We are like visibly hanging off of it now. Also, as Raven just appears and seems to be like doing mostly fine, I think Technojack is visibly relieved. And if Jackie doesn't like tell her not to, I think Technojack is going to give you a little hug. Oh, absolutely. Good to see you're doing fine. <laughs> oh, and Jackie shall return this hug. Because there's always time for that. In the background of this panel of the Raven and Techno Jack hugging, Hatchling and Orion are just barely hanging on for dear life as the snake rampages through the sky. The Raven is quite literally just going to snap her fingers and have a little sort of swirling portal show up around each of them. So there's one panel for the snapping of the fingers and then another panel that's sort of divided into like four diagonal slices that show each person vanishing in a portal and then <laughs> turn the page and on that next page there's a shot of that top section of the library which isn't looking super great right now. The universe around it seems to be going a little bit fucky. Uh, but, hey, they are now in this sort of dome. In what I am going to call Nevi's Roost. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, good news. Like, great news, honestly. Uh, I think we can actually do this. I think this is really, really extremely doable. Um, so I saw a lot of things, uh, in the, in the whole, uh, well, mind palace dream defeating of the, of the snake. Uh, and the main thing that I've gathered from all of this is that it is going to take all of us to do it. We all have to come together to get this part done but that but I'm pretty confident that we are able to actually do this one of the only other things that I sort of remember vaguely from that whole thing something about the fact that this is a snake um and and some of the potential pitfalls of being a snake versus being a bird. Um, but I think we may need to brainstorm what that is. Oh boy. Uh, okay. So, what do we know about snakes? Uh, they lay eggs. Scales. Don't accept apples from them. Mm. They long. They yeah, are they're very long. long. <laughs> yeah, they're usually longer than they are tall. That is true. Yeah. If they eat you, you can still sometimes get out. Huh. I've yeah. seen that a lot on like cartoons. You know, that could be handy actually if like if we get eaten, maybe we can like just burst through its belly. I don't know. Huh. Well, maybe okay. that's how we fight it. Maybe we have to get eaten first, then we fight it from the inside. Ooh, I you do. Okay, that's 
that's an idea, but that's an idea we can only try once. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's kind of a last minute thing. Okay. That is true. But like Orion's already picturing like covering himself in chicken and like standing in the middle of the road, like, come get me, snake. Okay, yeah. That's that's a possibility. <laughs> Isn't there like a saying about how to kill a snake cut off its head? That is also true. That is also very good. I also think that's how you kill most things. That is viable, though. Like, we were able to... Orion and I were able to, like, hold things in place for at least a little bit. If there is a head, we might be able to hold I hate it that Orion's going to be the one that actually thinks here, but, like... But, like, have we seen it eat? Like, has it shown any evidence of eating since it's been here? Mm. I haven't seen it eat anything. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Like, Orion would actually... Like, I think even Orion at, at the last minute would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think it's an actual snake, guys. It's not eating. It yeah. eats worlds, and I don't think we can have a bait world. So, there is something that I... It's coming back now a little bit. So, I was trying to think of the things that were different between birds and snakes, and... I apologize for this, but um, uh-huh. what, uh, y'all don't deal with cold well, um, like at all. No. Mm. So, what if we freeze it? I might have a possible idea. Like, I mean, obviously, the laws of physics are constantly changing in this situation, but. This uh, reality storm or whatever you want to call it, it's generating a whole lot of energy. Like, I can feel it. There's so much energy in the air. I think if we can somehow, like, tap into that and, like, absorb some of it, maybe that will take away some of the energy that's being generated from the snake. That's a great idea. So we're basically, like, stealing its batteries and putting it into a freezer that we're going to stuff it in? Basically. Okay. I would imagine freezing it and its brain and ability to function would probably do something about the sheer amount of energy it has. Like, maybe it wouldn't be able to access any of it and do anything with it. This is a good idea. It just has a big risk of, I just don't want to bring an Ice Age to Infinity City. Should we bring it to space? Can we bring space? Because, like, then the planet's safe, and then this thing's in space. And we could also just throw it into the sun. I don't exactly know how to do this, but we could also just throw the snake into the sun. We can't do that. It'll melt. Oh. Mm -hmm. It'll no longer be frozen. Our efforts will be kind of undone, even though I like the idea of putting it into the sun. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think this whole thing is kind of like metaphysical in a way, like the snake exists and doesn't exist at the same time and whatever. So I'm not sure if my hypothesis is correct, but uh, if the snake, like you said, is a reptile, it needs like external energy to function, which would like make sense why it's generating so much energy around it. So I think if we are able to take that away from it, it might 
become easier for us to affect it instead of it affecting everything around it. We might be able to like imprison it or move it somewhere else. Okay. I think we can do that. And so earlier, did you say you were able to, that you, that you think you can tap into that energy? Maybe like, usually I just like, you know, I shoot out lightning bolts, but I think if I am able to do that, I might be able to just absorb it as well. Mm. I have never tried this, but no, now's as good a time as any. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder, team, how do we feel about all absorbing a bit of weird snake energy? Perhaps freezing the thing? And throwing it into space. Not the sun, but space generally. Orion just nods. All this sounds perfectly logical. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. We're really going to be banking off you two to make these miracles happen. Most of my powers are kind of vaguely science-based, but even then, I don't know how any of it works, so I'm just going to need both of you to do your weird magic. All right. I mean, if if we are right about this, if we are able to hamper the snake's movements enough, you will be able to like just stuff it in a locker, basically, and throw it into space. That's all I want. All right. <laughs> Let's go for it. I do wonder what happens if I get swallowed by this snake and then I turn bigger. Like, will that be a good way to... That's a probably bet. I don't know how physics works with this. I mean, if you accidentally get swallowed, that's as good as any thing to try to do, honestly. Yeah. I think we can make it a ground rule here that if any of us get eaten, try to get uneaten. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you get eaten, try to make a hole in the snake. Yeah, I actually don't know what the ground rules for my body would be for that. I can take heat pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Not amazing at taking cold. I don't know if that means cold-blooded because I'm pretty sure most humans can freeze too. That's true. Which I also am human, so. Oh, yeah. Kinda. Oh, yeah. That's a good, good point. If I can't see you, if I can't visually see all of you, I'm not freezing it. That's, that's the rule. That is the rule. That's quite a good rule, honestly. Fabulous. Okay, everybody, put your fists together or hands or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. We get the panel of the four hands in the center shot from above. And then we fade back to Infinity City. We get a panel of what's left of Infinity City falling into pieces, being sucked into this sort of black hole that is the sky, the snake rampaging through it. The raven is going to be attempting to draw the attention of the snake. I'm sort of imagining this happening near a bridge for some reason. And for some reason in my mind, the snake is sort of hovering slightly above this river. So Jackie has sort of jumped off the side of the bridge to sort of start flying again and is just sort of hovering and trying to draw the attention of the snake by using her powers to 
throw a nearby boat at it. Orion sees that move, like you're going to make that move, and he totally gets in the boat. He's got his hands on the wheel, right? Like it's going to do something, and he just nods like he's ready. (laughs) And Becky extends her arm and just sort of does a vague hand motion of throwing. Despite himself, like Orion lets out a little wee as he's thrown into the air. Absolutely. Hashling's immediately just going to dive in and she's just going to do a full transformation and get the biggest she's ever been which is just mildly larger than a house and just do a plasma beam clash as soon as it seems to like try to like blast orion away with it just like to keep it busy and also make sure that he doesn't get you know incinerated orion is basically waiting until the last minute so this boat's been thrown at this snake and the entire way in he's got his hand on the boat horn just blaring at it and then as soon as like the boat's about to strike this thing and just splinter he leaps off and he just lands on top of the snake he has no plan beyond that but he's got his fingers gripped in and he's like maybe like on its head so he's looking into its eyes like he's right on the snout and he's smiling he's smiling like he's accomplished something The rest of you see as Orion lands on the snake's head. It flips him up into the air and swallows him down. Yeah, and like Orion's like going down fist up. Like he sees he's going to get eaten and he seems like, okay, it's all according to plan. And he's going right in. I think Technojack is trying to focus on the part of the plan that she can help with, which is trying to figure out real fast how to absorb this power of their reality storm all around them. Casey looks at their friends who are like doing the distraction part, like, okay, good, good, now it's my time, looks at their hands, like opens and closes them a few times, like, Okay, you got this, you got this. Just (laughs) try to take it in this time instead of shooting it out. And just tries really hard to, like, focus and not get distracted by everything that's going on around them. And I think we see, like, the rubble around them start to just, like, float in the air. Like, there's clearly, like power here like all kinds of debris is kind of starting to levitate there's like kind of like a sudden burst of wind that's just making everything really floaty and i think we start to see like crackles of purple electricity just like forming around casey in like a sphere around them that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as they're like gathering more power. While Hatchling is going to give up on like fighting this clash right now of this beam clash and just abandon that, just let the beam clash go straight past her as she just rushes around it. Not the easiest being like on threes right now, but she's attempting to just scurry towards it and almost like forcing it to pry its mouth open or just tear it apart or whatever she can do because it's a team effort and also a friend got eaten and she's just like mumbling back into the comms over towards Technojack. It's like, 
okay, there's a real chance that you might be the strongest person in the world. Just, you know, use your reality stuff. We need to get this kind of settled because Orion got eaten. So Orion has been swallowed by the snake. The throat is like some rainbow spinning time tunnel, right? Clearly he's going to go somewhere when he falls down. But at the last second, he has lassoed one of this snake's teeth. And he's just standing in the snake's throat and just shouting out loud. And you can just see like a little like like on the outside of it, it would just be the tiniest little bulge as he's punching the snake <laughs> from inside the throat and holding onto his lasso with one hand. And he's, he's like, hey, listen, you got me, but my friends, my friends are going to beat you. And the snake knows that at that moment, despite the fact he's about to be swallowed, Orion fully believes that. <laughs> and then the snake swallows and Orion disappears. With like the punching of the throat and this voice that shakes the snake ever so slightly, it gives just enough pause and enough like of a guttural stun that she's able to just smash at least a couple of the upper or the front teeth and just like grow as large as she can maybe now a third story to this building and just pry it open and she's like halfway into its mouth right now but the main idea is just making sure that it can't eat it can't really shoot off any energy or like that as she is just like launching lasers and plasma just straight into its throat halfway to damage it and halfway to illuminate this hallway even more to look for Orion. But it's, you know, not the most fruitful. Technojack opens their eyes and, like, looks at this scene of Hatchling just, like, wailing on the snake. And I think Technojack looks at their hands that have, like, this otherworldly purple lightning bolts just, like, crackling around them. And I think hatchlings earlier words of like there's a real possibility you're the most powerful person in the world right now are echoing in a technojack's ears and they're like thinking about just trying to blast the snake but instead they start walking towards jackie and they put their hand on jackie's shoulder and just like nod and be like Let's defeat this thing together. And just as a bright flash of purple energy, all this power Technojack has like gathered up from the air is transferred to Jackie. In taking in that energy, Jackie is going to grow, I would say, about the size of the snake. The way I would imagine that this looks is... Not so much that Jackie is growing, but that there's like an almost aura that looks exactly like Jackie that is growing. It's purple in its coloring and sort of made up of just pure energy. But you can still kind of see just a sort of glowing Jackie just right in the center of this giant sort of massive energy. Jackie is taking control of reality as it exists and just as everything is happening, and is going to say, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't how I want this to go. This isn't how I want this to be. So what we're going to do 
instead is there is no age of the animals. And if there's never going to be an age of the animals, that means that the snake is from this point forward never again going to exist. And neither will the raven. And then as soon as she says that, I almost think that the way that that's going to look is just like several panels of just purple. Like purple that then fades into black. The scene fades up on two memorial markers. One labeled for Orion, whose body was unable to be found in the massive destruction following the battle against the snake. And there's also another one nearby. It's just going to say like Gua Zhao over a, not a tombstone or anything like that, just like, you know, a, like, monolith, just like a small pedestal or a figure that says, like, in memory. And... Yeah, with that, there are others who like have left flowers before, but she also was a person who did not have a lot of friends, so it's mainly just family that goes by. Even some enemies occasionally go by, but less of them. Nico likes the ideas of flowers, but doesn't really like do flowers or get flowers. So instead, there's just like a small pile of written notes that are just put into a jar. That are just like stuffed into like a mason jar and like mildly buried right next to a spot that felt appropriate of where to put her mom's not necessarily like corpse or ashes just like a place that is you know a tribute in the same way that she's going to do the same for orion and she's just like not in a good spot of like you know one arm but like every single limb is also like pretty damaged and beat up and she's not like recovering as much as she normally is she's just in a pretty low spot i think that there's just like a text that says like it'd be cool if you guys were there casey's just like a couple of steps behind you Mm. like giving you respectful distance but and then she'll just like put an inviting arm over like all right don't be a stranger come on all right yaki is also there and was also like holding back a bit more out of guilt, I think, than anything else. So upon seeing that arm, she'll get closer and sort of offer a, a supportive hand on the shoulder. But it's just generally holding back. I think Casey's just going to come and hug Nico. He's like, all right, not too tight. Everything still kind of aches. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Small hug. <laughs> Small hug. Uh, so, uh, what do we do from here? I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we have to grieve. Yeah, I'm sure that will just happen. I don't know if I want to do a big grieving thing. They already know how I feel about things. Yeah. I already know how I feel about things. Yeah, I don't know if I should be still doing all of this right now. It's definitely okay to take a break. Yeah, plus, you know, 
once you like there into like absolute possibility and like have your entire or half of your body inside like the jaws of reality that kind of is a wake-up call of just i need to get up and do more things <laughs> like mm. i don't know i spent a lot of time just wanting to be like like mom and then the opposite of mom and then like mom and then like a fucking eagle and then <laughs> i don't know like, there's so much out there, and I don't do a lot. I'm pretty sure I fuck up most of my relationships pretty quickly. I need to be a person. I get that. Yeah, same. Plus, like, power is a little down low, and I'm sure it'll get better, but I have an excuse, because, you know, for super people, I'm not feeling super, super right now. So, might as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you have like any suggestions of things that I should like put on like a social bucket list outside of school? I don't want to go back to school. You know what? An island vacation sounds extremely needed for all of us. Please. Yeah, but especially you right now. I imagine the heat will probably help a bit in terms <laughs> of the healing process. Maybe. Yeah, I imagine. Plus, like, I don't think I've ever been to any place that's, like, actually hot before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I should, like, explore somewhere else that's outside of the city. Islands sound nice. You see, times like this, I really wish I, like, had everything that she had. Like, if she had, like, wings and, like, heat vision and, like, the, the full set, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, maybe eventually but maybe i'll have to just take a plane yeah i mean or a long walk really a long walk oh <laughs> um, we'll figure it out we can get you the hookup i'm also, sure somehow i've been doing it for the past week can somebody else please feed samantha god yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Samantha eats a lot, and I don't know where he gets all this money to be able to, like, you know, get Samantha food. I've mainly just been setting up a small hashtag for, like, you know, his old profile, which feels a little gross, but people happily feed her. So I don't have to do it out of pocket, but. Do you think it would be disrespectful of us to, you know, donate Samantha to the Infinity City Zoo? These aren't really awesome, though. Samantha really likes that tower. Yeah. I mean, I don't be, want to be disrespectful, but I also don't know if I am capable of taking care of a fully grown lion right now. I'll be honest. I don't know if I am either, but I, can, I, I feel like I can figure it out. I think I have... Uh, I think we have some... Well, I'll go to the library and get some books on lion care. Oh, dear God. Just look up cat care books. Like, the pet stores around here, I'm sure I have some, well, probably have something. Yeah. Yeah. I You're mean, probably right. It's just a cat. Yeah, Orion always said it's just a big cat. So, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Don't worry. Everything will be just the way it is when you come back from your vacation. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I'll just need to explore. If I'm lucky, I get to find like whatever island he came from. That sounds fun. Yeah. I need to steal a plane. I I am not in a good enough state to steal things. I don't know. I can check with my dad and see if he has a hookup <laughs> to someone with a private jet. See if he can get you out of here. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I might just need to have a part-time job for a bit to save, but we'll see. I mean, the thing is, you did kind of save the world. I feel like they might just give you a flight. Yeah. <laughs> can we oh, yeah. use that now? Wait, can we? Yeah, can we use that? <laughs> of like, Can we gain, like, media profiles of, like, the people who saved the world and, like, set up, like, a cop, co- like, some kind of, like, you know, fundraising yeah. or crowdfunding service or site or account? Mm. I don't know how these things work. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that, right? <laughs> I mean... Like, Orion never paid for anything. That's weird, right? Mm-hmm. And he, or, like, whenever he did, he had, like, money that, Orion doesn't have a job. <laughs> it was all Venmo. Should we be putting up public profiles for, like, accounts for people to send us money? Is that, is that moral? I think we could do that, right? Like, think we earned it? Probably. I don't think we have a union, so yeah. She's just going to give, like, one more quick hug over to Jackie. He's like, all right, when I get back, we'll make a union. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. You unionize when you get back. All right, yeah. thanks, everybody. Uh, I think that's when she'll be stepping away. As Nico turns to walk away, she sees a familiar motorcycle parked nearby. And leaning up next to it is Robin, a.k.a. Nighthawk, who looks at you and says, So, do you want me to, like, hijack a U-Haul or something? Or is this where we go our separate ways? Um, a U-Haul sounds nice, but for now, I think I'm... I think for the first time ever, I'm going to have some me time. But if you're down, I'd really like to try again. There's a panel where she looks a little bit hurt at first. And then gives just a very slight nod. Like, yeah, I get it. She says, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, When you get back, hit me up, I... Shouldn't be hard to find out. I'd be a pretty big hero by then. Oh, yeah, I expect that. And if I need a second vacation, like, you know, you can be a good ride here. And just looking over the motorcycle. I think that's only fair, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, Should we, like, I'm down for a hug if you're cool with hugs. Just not too hard. Assuming you're okay with it, I think she leans in and kisses Nico on the cheek. Just like a quick... Yeah. Act. I think she'll take that. It's like, yeah, I that works. Be safe out there, hero. Yeah, you too. Jackie is going to the library. And we get a shot of the library that doesn't include that sort of upper, like, little sort of spherical loft type area. Like, as in that spot is just gone. Um, just, like, small things here and there that, like, 
involved the raven that are just not there now. So thinking specifically that, like, I guess that little reading nook might still be there, but, like, it has no, like, Nevi's not there. It's just sort of a little small reading nook now. After that scene in the library <laughs> where Jackie finds everything as it was before she opened the fateful book, she returns home and sitting in the living room, looking bandaged and hurt, but not injured. She sees her dad, Jax, back in his human form, who looks at her and says, Guests, you and I have got a lot of rebuilding to do. Yeah, there sure is a lot of rebuilding we've got to do. Um, but I think, I think it will hopefully be, it certainly will be easier, but I don't know. I guess re the, getting the chance to, to do rebuilding means we do get to build things back stronger and maybe better than they would have been before, but it's going to be a lot. He stands up off of the couch and says, yeah, but good thing is we know we've got each other's backs now. And he hands a small box over to Jackie wrapped in black and purple wrapping. Season 1 of Infinity City. A little over a year of recording and almost exactly a year of publishing later, here we are. Uh, I just wanted to take this time and thank everybody for listening to this first series. We are 
very far from being done. We've got so much more coming your way in Season 2. But we are going to be taking a little break before getting that to you, because publishing podcasts is a lot of work, and the world is the way that it is. In the meantime, we would appreciate hearing what you thought of the first season. You can find us on Twitter at Elliot Presents, or you can find us in our Discord, which is down in the show notes, or you can leave a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. We also would love to hear from you in the form of questions for our Season 1 Q&A, which will be coming to you sometime soon. We haven't set an official recording date, but if you want to ask questions for that, you can either ask them through the form in the show notes. The link to that can also be found on our Twitter or in our Discord, or you can send the questions directly to us at Elliot Presents on Twitter. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and see you in Season 2.